Welcome back to the Bitter Band Podcast. This is Brandon today talking about the Lost Dog and Riot Act Outtake Down with guest Amy Wynn. Hello, Amy. Hello, Brandon. Uh, let's see. We're here to talk about uh, this Pearl Jam song. But first, since this is the first time that I've had you on the podcast, I have to ask you, Amy, when did you first hear of Pearl Jam? Uh, well, first, thank you for having me um in your show it's a pleasure to be here i realize i should have said that a second ago um i oh that's okay but no first first you have to say (laughs) how you first got into pearl jam and then then you can uh congratulate me all you you can lay the adoration at me and everything like that that's that's okay with it but first we got to get right out of the gate when did you first hear of pearl jam deal uh i first heard of pearl jam well, with the with the hunger strike video, I think I'm not exactly sure what came first, um, whether it was hunger strike in in my own ex- ex- exposure, whether it was hunger strike or you know the singles um, from Ten, but uh, you know they were they were on the radio and um, we actually we actually had cable i think at that time with my roommate we found a way to get cable and so we were able to see the videos on mtv and we could see some late night stuff and and um you know i was in i was in grad school and and i'm the same age as the guys in the band so um you know they they just kind of their what what they were singing and how they were singing it just went right into my soul as does for you know everybody that's like a you know, part of this tribe basically. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it just, just went right in and they, you know, I got the, got the tape as soon as it, um, you know, for 10, as soon as it came out and, you know, wore the heck out of that thing, you know, that you rewind with the pencil, right. It's like, Oh no, I got to hear that song again. It's like, <laughs> you know, or cause you kill all your batteries on the Walkman to to get back and um and just that was that was I think I you know I don't think I actually warped the tape listening to it too much but you know it was definitely definitely on a uh, on you know constant constant play for me um and let's see when they came out for Lollapalooza down in Mountain View um at the shoreline that you know mm-hmm. went I think I was I, was working um was volunteer so i was volunteering on the weekends on uh saturdays for clinic de- clinic defense and i as i recall with my friend she, you know, she picked me up and we went straight down to the shoreline um and we were we we caught we caught everybody but we were late enough getting in that we were way back by the fence um in the grass just you know so we were super far away and just watching watching everybody in the you know, um, Perry Farrell and, and his circus guy and, and, um, and Red Hot Chili Peppers and, and Pearl Jam, they were just, they were amazing. They were just so incredible and, uh, just, you know, straight, straight to the heart. And these guys, when I first started hearing their music, um, what really struck me was that they're speaking, you know, often they were speaking from my perspective and they were they were lyrical they weren't just saying you know they weren't just you know sex and drugs and rock and roll you know it was like Mm -hmm. they were 
you know, it was a bit of a throwback to the 70s, you know, kind of skipping over the the synth and the pop of of the 80s. And, you know, where you'd have like a song that just has like 12 words, the whole, at most, like the whole song through. It's like, oh my God, can we just like, and the same kind of sounds the whole way through, like, just <laughs> can you? You know, and I didn't realize like how, I mean, I knew I, I was, I was getting impatient. Like I knew I was getting fed up with the music, um, that I had been listening to, uh, you know, there was some like, um, alternative rock that was pretty awesome, but it just was, you know, it was like, I want something like stronger, you know, heavier and, and, uh, just all that stuff was just, you know, six words and sex and drugs and rock and roll and and, um and then these guys you know it's just like power and emotion and singing about like real things real life and from a variety of perspectives and it was just like who what the heck who are you guys and um and uh yeah it just went straight to the heart um and i remember after i remember i think it was after lollapalooza you know i was up in in the you know studio with my one of my classmates and um, I remember when singles came out and, and uh, literally remember like just hightailing it down to the theater to watch, to watch the singles video uh, or um, movie. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, just, you know, and then it was like, Oh, here I, and I knew about Alice, you know, we'd already been listening to Alice in Chains and um, you know, they were definitely, they were definitely on constant repeat for me as well. And uh yeah, it was just, um, saw them. So I saw them in, so I've only seen them twice in that era. Um, so to speak, cause I just didn't, you know, didn't, didn't have the money to really get out very much for concerts. Plus I just, um, you know, the mosh pit thing just kind of <laughs> made me nervous. Yeah, and, yeah. uh, you know, so it was, and a lot of, and I, I, you know, for a lot of my life been a loner. So it's like, I didn't, you know, people, my friends weren't listening to, you know, people I knew weren't listening to what I was listening to. So it'd just be like, you know, I, I didn't have anybody to go share these experiences with. And I was, um, felt vulnerable. So I, you know, so I wouldn't, um, go to, you know, some of these, some of these concerts. Um, so I did go to, um, to the, um, shoreline in 92 and then, and then, the the next time I saw them wasn't until 97 with my husband he was working on a, he was working on a um, project that was um, for the Rolling Stones, creating a couple of um, um, stage, stage pieces, uh, Mm -hmm. a couple of figures, these like 20 foot tall gold figures for the stage. And so the people that worked on that project, yeah, so the people that worked on that project were given um tickets. So we went to the the Coliseum and and saw and it was like we got to go see the opening band but it was real shy cuz my husband's like likes I mean I I like folk rock folk folk music as well and shanties and stuff like that and that was that was great but he we didn't we don't have an overlap for rock music and um and so it was like oh well we got to go to this Rolling Stones concert and it was like well you know Stones are all right I really want to see the opening band. <laughs> and uh, so I remember like, you know, <clears throat> I remember kind of having that be really important, but also um, not be- feeling very shy about like how much I loved this band and not feeling comfortable expressing that, you know? Um, 
Yeah. And then uh, there's a, there's a, there's a a number of years. So I can try to make a, I'm the master of making a short story long. So I'm going to try to make a long story short. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, right. So um, there was, there was a number of years where I didn't listen to music at all. And there, I know there's, there's like three, I think there's three factors. One is, you know, we, we, when we were, when we had to move out of our place in Point Richmond um, and were moving around for a couple of years, waiting to find a new place. And we found our, our, our spot up here in Fort Bragg. And a couple of years later, you know, it's like I packed up my stereo equipment because it just couldn't, I just kept moving it around. And so there wasn't, you know, and at that time it wasn't, you didn't have an iPhone or an iPod or anything like that. And, mm-hmm. and so that all went into storage. And then my CD player in my car died, you know, and it was a five disc player, but you couldn't, it was like, it consumed all that was in there was Celtic mouth music. So, and then eventually <laughs> somebody stole my CD player, which oh. was hilarious because, you know, the whole family was like, you know, we're like, oh, that's because like the only thing that we could listen to while we were driving was the Celtic mouth music and the kids, you know, Nick's kids at that point, they were little and they were thought that was hilarious. And so when somebody <laughs> stole my CD player out of my car, they, that was the joke. We're like, yeah, they get Celtic mouth music and nothing else. <laughs> so <laughs> Serves you um, right. I know. And then, you know, and then we moved up here and, you know, living in a trailer without any electricity. Electricity and 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 there's you know it's remote. We, there is we didn't get we still don't really get radio reception on our property, and it's only a seven minute drive to town. So it's like there it's not long. Like it's when we get halfway to town is when the reception comes in. It's you see so you get like three minutes of radio. So it's like forget it. So mm-hmm. and then I just needed like the mental quiet space, right? You know, there's just just needed the quiet space, and so I don't know how it was a number of years. So the last album that I had of Pearl Jam was um, Riot Act, actually. Mm-hmm. And then, but I didn't <laughs> sort of kind of missed, so I missed the next ones until like um, I was watching the, um, a friend of mine had, had uh, well, let's see, I was, I don't know, I must've been on a little bit of a drive and I did hear the radio and I heard um, one of Eddie's solo songs on the radio and I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is this? This is amazing. And so I went to the to the music store and I got got that CD and then, you know, Into the Wild came out and I got that, you know, obviously and of course saw that movie and got that CD or did I, maybe I'm getting these backwards. But um, you know, it was like Eddie's solo stuff and, and then and then but still I was like not really list so I would listen to those but not really listen to any other music and then a friend of mine, you know, had made a friend in 2014 and they were like feeding me music all the time. And I was like, dude, I just, I'm a quiet space person. And, and they were like, no, you got to listen to this. So I started listening to various music and bits of music. So then I got an iPod and, uh, cause it was like, I can't, I, I need to listen to music. And, um, and then in 2017, I watched the Hall of Fame. Is that was is that when it was 2017 when they were inducted into the Hall of Fame? I think. Uh yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so I I watched that. Yeah, because it's got to be 25 years after your first album. So. Yeah. Okay. So I watched that on YouTube, and I was like, "Look at these guys! They're so old." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how did they get so old? <laughs> then I was just like looking at myself i'm like shit (laughs) and um 
but then like, but they've matured. And so then I started listening to their, their real, then I like Googled and like, Oh my God, they did more albums and just, just really love listening to the progression of their music over you know the different you know the different life phases mm-hmm. right and it's like there's always a place there's always a place for 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 any of their songs and any of their albums and what you're going through at any moment in time and and it was like okay so I really like you know they've always been a part of my heart even when I wasn't listening to music and um but like you know seeing where they were then what was that from oh six five and a half years ago that's awful um uh and just you know they just continue they're just real people you know they um that just sealed the deal for me as far as like okay i this is not like um i need to leave my 25 year old self my 25 year old angsty self behind it's like no we've everybody's evolved at the same time and they're you know damn it it's still mm-hmm. a part of my there's still a part of my reality and so you know it's just been really amazing being able to um you know i got those i got my tickets in you know when the gigaton tour was first announced i got got um my tickets to i guess it was just oakland um and then had of course as for the rest of us like two years to obsess over the tour and then got another couple of um, t- tickets to another couple of shows and uh, and then see here now and Ohana Encore and it's just like oh my god this is a problem so <laughs> um, yeah they're it's they're they're in there now they're you know and and it took a while and like you know tell people like oh you know I'm going to a I'm going to a pro jam concert and they're like what <laughs> and like going to a pro jam concert and they're like where <laughs> I'm like well you know so it's uh now I'm like feel like I'm in uh like a support group, you know, like, okay, hi, my name's Amy. I love Pearl Jam. I can't um, avoid going to their concerts and uh, they're a major part of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, because they echo, they just um, echo my, my emotions and, and take care of my, you know, like, like uh, they take care of my, my needs. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know, as far as like my emotional needs they take care of that so yeah short story long how's that <laughs> that's okay so then um you saw them did you see them at the oakland shows or yep oh okay. yep saw them uh oakland night one and um i have learned now that i will if there's a two night run somewhere i'll never not get a ticket to the second night mm-hmm. <laughs> but i got i had i had t- you know i had talked nick into going with me and nick's like you know i'm only going to go to one I'm like okay well <laughs> you know and uh but it was amazing it was so incredible and and i you know and he had he had gone with me to encore down in san diego um the year you know the fall before and i saw them in see her now you know because it was like i can't i mean that's that's just over at the shore a couple hours away from my parents house so it's like i gotta do that and it was near my dad's birthday so Mm -hmm. i gotta do that and uh their first show back and that was that was amazing got an got an Eddie concert in before before Oakland um yeah Oakland was incredible that was you know it was like weird you know you go go uh you show up in this big cold room and 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 looking at the stage and the stage looks weird 
you know, I mean, the stage looks fine, except for, you know, that kit, a drum kit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not, that's not, that's not the right drum. The, why does that look? It's kind of small and yellow and it doesn't, doesn't seem to have, I mean, I don't know drums. I think you're a drummer, right? Is that right? What was that? Brandon. I think Brand, Brandon, comma, you're a drummer, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. I, I play guitar. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, not, well, not, uh, not drums. Okay, no wonder the disconnect. Um, and uh, yeah, so, you know, and they start with um, Rockin' in the Free World, and it was like, oh my God, these guys are so inside out. They're so crazy. You know, this is incredible. And I'm like, okay. And then they've got Josh playing on the drums, and Rockin' in the Free World is when everybody comes on stage. So I just figured, okay, we've got, you know, got these guys, and Josh is starting on the drums, and like, um, Matt's gonna, he's gonna come out and kick Josh off of the drums and Josh will move over to his stuff. And then I don't know who's gonna, and then like Neil will come out because, you know, <laughs> like it's just gonna start with the party. And, uh, and, um, and then it was, it was like amazing. It was still just those guys, <laughs> but it was, it was, it was, you know, it was amazing. And then I don't know, a couple, couple songs in, then Eddie tells us, you know, he was like, well, we're missing somebody mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, have amazing drummers. This one, you know, down for the count right now, or, you know, I don't remember his words and definitely everybody was just like major gasp. And, um, it's like, it's okay. Uh, but you know, it was, it was incredible. That show was incredible. And, um, and, you know, we were all there for each other. You know, it was just like, I think there was, there was a certain point in the show where, um, I mean, you could see the guys, you could see their, you know, they looked a little, I mean, I don't know, I'm projecting, right. But, you know, they seemed to look a little like, um, kind of not super comfortable right at Mm -hmm. the beginning. And then like, as they realized like, no, we're all good. We still, you know, this is awesome. You guys are doing it. Thanks for you know, thanks for, thanks for figuring out a way to do this. And then, you know, they just see the joy just come on their, you know, come out on their faces. And then Eddie's like, Oh my God, we needed this so bad. (laughs) You know, know, just thank you. (laughs) We're like, thank you. It was awesome. And obviously all the different drummers was really very, very cool. Yes. uh, Unfortunately, um, then we, you you went to the set you were going to go to the sacramento show right and we're just yep. <laughs> and, and i ran into you we met each other through and randy was had the get together and we all kind of met each other and so that's cool i'm talking to somebody that i've seen in real life <laughs> an actual human being yes <laughs> <laughs> i know yeah that was that was that was cool. That was that was a really awesome experience and uh even though it didn't include a concert it was uh it was incredible. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm glad that Randy put that little, you know, made that get together happen. I'm glad that he kept driving out. I think you you were were you had you already were you already there or I think you were on route when you found out is that right? Yeah, I was um I drove by, I was looking for parking and I saw the line for merch. And then in the time that I parked and walked to, <laughs> to the place, the line was gone. And I was like, what the hell happened? And I see some people walking around 
and said, like, oh, did you hear? And it's like, oh, hear what? It's like, oh, they canceled the show. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was crazy. And people dispersed so fast. And I think it was because it was like 100 degrees and, you know, it was, it was hot, you know, it was hot in line. We just couldn't, you know, I know I, I was exhausted. I got there, you know, it was my first like all nighter, so to speak. I arrived about one and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, um, didn't actually find, I didn't find the GA line for a couple of hours. You know, I like walked all, I drove all around the venue. I walked all around the venue. I looked at all the doors and I'm like, I don't see the line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I'd ask the security guard, I'm like, where are all the people? And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, for the concert, I'm like what concert? I'm like, oh, you are not my person. <laughs> so, you know, I just, <laughs> I just kind of sat in a central spot and try, you know, to where I thought maybe the, the doors would be in the line would be. And, and, um, and finally I was like, you know, I think I'm going to take a gamble. I think the line's going to start over there. So I walked over to this other, this, to this spot and, um, there was picnic tables. So I sat down on the picnic table and brought out my, my, um, my, my playing cards and started, um, started playing solitaire. Mm-hmm. And, uh, after about 20 minutes or so security guard comes out and he's like, what you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, I'm playing solitaire. <laughs> of course, can't you tell? And he was like, "No, no. What What are you doing here?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm here for the show. I'm 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 here to see Pearl Jam. I'm I'm early." And he was like, "Uh, you can't be here, and, and you're not early." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, I am. I'm 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 GA. I'm like the first person in line." He's like, "You're not the first person in line. Go. You see all those people look like homeless people across the street." that's the GA line. And it was like, shit. <laughs> so, so and I was like, oh, so see you tomorrow. So I went over and, um, you know, got in line. It was like 35th and everybody was like, shh. And so I just read my book and until, until they moved us over and got in line and day started heating up, got to meet some amazing people like we always do. And, and, um, that was my first, no, actually, my that was my second GA line experience. First one was was uh, Oakland, which was very sweet, and this got even sweeter. So I'm new to all of this stuff, and um, yeah, like I I went to the I had to go get some water, so I went to the car to get some water, and when I came back, you know, because I was in the GA GA line when I came back, the GA line was dispersing. It was probably about the same time you walked up, Brandon, and and um, you know I saw a friend of mine and uh and i was like what's going on and he's like it's canceled and like merch is canceled that's so weird (laughs) it's like no (laughs) i mean the concert couldn't be canceled and it was like no the concert i was like oh so the fact you know the fact that randy kept driving and came out and had you know we still had that get together and you know i got to meet you and and um and I think I'd met Randy. Yeah. I'd met Randy at see her now. So, um, you know, met him again and meet some new people. And yeah, it was, that was cool. It was, it was, it was, um, satisfying, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, okay, that took care of, that took care of some aspect of my, my need mm-hmm. for having made this trip. So it was cool. Uh, the song, uh, down if everybody needs to get out there, lost dogs, uh, booklets and, uh, in it, uh, Mike says a song I wrote with Ed after Mike says a song I wrote with Ed and stone after seeing social distortion in LA. 
Ed says, this was a Riot Act song, one of my favorites. It suffered from the one of these things is not like the others syndrome, inspired by the writings of and friendship with historian slash activist Howard Zinn. And uh, yes, Mike and Stone wrote the music and Ed wrote the lyrics. Um, it uh, was first played December 5th. Uh, 2002, the first Showbox show, the day before the show that they made the DVD out of. And uh, let's see, I have my I have my down on the uh, I Am Mine single, um, the Australian version that has Bush League or not undone on it. Uh, this is one of the this is one of the songs that has this. That's the same. The B side is the same as the version that's on Lost Dog. So there's not a uh, any differences between them so if you've if you've only heard lost dogs and that's then you got the right version it's the it's the only version that's out there uh let's see have some other facts and stuff out of it um one blah, blah, blah. uh there's the line the one that is like the howard's in quote uh you can't be neutral on moving train that was the title of howardson's biography autobiography from uh, 94 and then also uh, they made a documentary about Howard Zinn in uh, 2022 I believe he uh, he died in 2010 um, and uh, I think they used uh, Pearl Jam's song or so on the documentary or something I don't know I didn't write it down I might edit that out <laughs> if I'm wrong <laughs> I'll have to check <laughs> Uh, so, so you didn't get a chance to see this because they played in L.A. Uh, last tour. Um, you probably haven't seen this song live, huh? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't, no, no, oh. because it, it um, nope, the answer's no. Well, that's Stand okay. by that answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see, this, this song is very sort of um yeah it is very sort of optimistic and sort of uh light-hearted ish i guess you think so i that's how i i do actually um i i do i think the you know i i didn't realize that the uh music was mike and stone but that makes total sense in so many ways and, and obviously the lyrics by by eddie um, but I find this song to be really uplifting, um, even though it's called down, but it's, you know, for me, it's about, um, or to me rather, it's about, um, getting out of a headspace, you know, and the fact that Mike, you know, Mike, Mike, this is Mike and Stone music, but Mike in particular, you know, for me, it recalls this song is real similar not in sound, but in, in, um, I don't know, action or whatever to inside job and also to present tense. It's like, this song is a bit of a coach, I guess. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, okay, you, 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 you know, you can be down, you know, you can think that there's, there's no getting out. You can, you can just have cried so much. There is nothing left. And, and, you know, and that you don't want to, 
you don't want to share anything with anybody because you know you could be bringing them down so you know all all of that and then i mean just it, it and it fault you know names can be changed but the place is still the same it's like you can be in any location but you can still feel the same way um but then and then it just is like it move it shifts into the rise section and um you know it's like sometimes if i if i'm just sort of stuck i i remember hearing something somebody say something once <laughs> it's like you just have to move, you know, you just mm -hmm. have to start. You just sometimes physically, literally one, just start walking yeah. one step in front of the other, or, you know, like, like just go put the dishes away, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, just start some little bit of momentum. And, um, and that will help you. You don't need to know where you're going. Um, but you just get, you just start moving and start moving with, um, I guess some bit of an intention and, um, you know, and, and in this, this song, you know, won't let that, you know, it's like all, all of a sudden you're in a different space. You're in a different mind space. It's like one day the symptom fades and then I'll think I'll throw these pills away, which sometimes he says oh, cigarettes or mm -hmm whatever. It's like, yeah, get rid of those cigarettes, man. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> so, but, um, God, <laughs> would you please? Um, but you know, you know, what? if that's the, if that's the vice, like that's fine, whatever. Um, but it's just, and then, and then, you know, there's, a, we all have our lyrics that we latch it onto. And one of the lyrics that comes to me all the time is, um, I don't, I don't want to think. I just want to feel. Mm -hmm. And another one is this one. And if hope could grow from dirt like me, it, it can be done. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, so essential. And it's just, it keeps rising and, um, you know, won't let the light escape from me. Won't let the darkness swallow me. It's like, it's just, I'm out, you know, I'm out. I made it. <laughs> I made it. And then just the music that just, you know, then it goes into the, you know, stones. I mean, first during, during all of this, like the, the, the um, Jeff's bass just holds us the whole way, you know, and just, you know, and then, and then you get into the rise portion and the, the, um, you know, after you, after won't let the light escape from me portion. And then Mike gets into his, his celebratory, um, you know, his solo that is just so beautiful and um, quietly uplifting. It's not like a real headbanger solo. It's just like, we're there, we're up, we're moving, we're, we're good. And then they, and then they go into Scott and I'm like, yep, we're, we're there. We're just having fun now, <laughs> you know? And, um, and I'm like, that's, that's, that's stone you know, stone skipping it into a new, it's just fun. You know, mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's a fun song. It's, I think very, very helpful song. Um, you know, when I get, when I get stuck a lot of times I'll, I'll, you know, it's like in the middle of the night, my mind, my mind is racing. Um, first comes, I don't want to think, I just want to feel, mm -hmm. <laughs> And then I start, and then I start singing present tense, cause, you know, and, and, uh, 
and then um, now that you've had me, you know, ask me to focus on down again, like, okay, that's, 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 that's my um, pick me up as well. And, you know, it's just like, thank you for making a song, you know, and so many songs that are just very helpful in our lives. So yeah, that's, that's what it is for me. Yeah. It, it, I think that lyrically, like the hope in it sort of um, relates to life wasted. Um, It's kind of like a bridge there. It's mm, like, mm-hmm. you know, I tasted life wasted, never going back again. You know, that sort of, you know, if hope could grow from dirt like me, it's kind of like that, that, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I can change things. I can feel better um, about things. Uh, of course, uh, you know, throwing those pills away. If you're prescribed antibiotics, please make sure you take all of your antibiotics, even though you're getting better. Take all of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, if you're feeling, if you're on uh, antidepressants and you're starting to feel better, uh, that's because they are working. And that doesn't mean you can s- just stop. Talk to your doctor mm-hmm. before stopping any medication. That's mm-hmm. my, the more you know. <laughs> and then I'll insert that sound right <laughs> there. You. That would be awesome. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I, I think that, um, because um, you can't be neutral on a moving train. I think that there's uh, like the political sort of connotation to that where, you know, not choosing a side isn't really um, being neutral because if the whole country is going in your, in one direction and you're saying, well, Hey, hands up, I'm not doing anything. I'm not picking a side. It's like, well, we're all moving to this one side. So if you're not fighting against it, you're sort of, implicitly for it you're sort of contributing by not fighting against it i think that as far as um mood and optimism um it it sort of relates to that i think too because you may feel like your life that you're not doing anything in life that you know you're wasting away that you're not accomplishing anything that stuff is just sort of blah day in day out every day is the same but you are moving forward you know like life is moving on and so you can if you feel uh like you're not going anywhere you can sort of take in that momentum of okay well life is going to go on without me, whether I sit in this chair or I get up and move on into the next compartment, you know, it's, it's, I'm moving along with it. I can't just stay here and the world is going to stay the same, you know, I gotta move along with it. And yeah, I think, you know, they, they say, you know, uh, a good thing for mental health is physical exercise and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, you know, like, it sounds stupid and you don't want to do it, but even getting up and just walking around a little bit, you're getting your body moving and that just gets the blood moving. And that sort of is like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, Oh, okay. I got up and I did this one stupid little thing. I could do another stupid little thing and just pile them up 
and create change and, and, and get out of this hole or whatever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now that, you know, now that um, I'm no longer working from home and can work from my office in town, uh, you know, we've got this incredible trail along the coast um, that was created a handful of years ago. And, and I really missed being able to walk on that trail after work every day. And it's my mental sorbet. And, and uh, so I, I get that again. And it's hugely important to my frame of mind and, you know, shifting from the minutia of what we've been doing all day long to, you know, like, doesn't matter what the weather is um, or what the mood of the the sky and the atmosphere is. It's just like just being out there and walking is so restorative and gets me, gets me, always gets me into a good headspace. And then I come home and I'm like, I'm a, I'm a um, positive member of society now. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's like that, that, and, and the adrenaline, is that what it's adrenaline? No. What is it? Endorphins. 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 When you actually, when you actually exercise mm-hmm. <laughs> endorphins, and, you know, it's like, oh, I forget sometimes it's like, oh yeah. Wow. That just totally, yeah. Just momentum and all of all sorts is uh, powerful for human beings. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so necessary for sloths, but human <laughs> beings need it. Uh, but they like sort of. They're so cute. Uh, I, 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 you know, the the facts you read online is like they kind of like poop through their skin or something like that, or I don't know what. Ew. Yeah, something. I don't know. They look cute, but <laughs> no. I don't know. I mean, it's a, one of those Ew. urban legend things that spread out online or something like that. I don't know. It's like a cop has to tell you if he's a cop, if okay, he's undercover well, or something. I don't know. You're a sloth. You have right. to tell me if you poop through okay. your skin. I, I'm, I'm writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Um, yeah. I don't remember the animal, but I just saw, saw, saw an image of an animal that makes square poops. Oh, wombats. <laughs> square. There's, is it wombat? Yeah, yeah. square poops. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> you knew. How did you know that? <laughs> Oh, you know, you have a kid and you got to learn all the poop facts because that's you're an eight year old. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's just as good as, uh, as, as cash out on the playground, the poop facts, you know? <laughs> that's awesome. Um, she's a lucky kid <laughs> <laughs> to have a, to have a dad like you <laughs> <laughs> come to me, kid. I know all the poop facts. Well, not all of them, but yeah. Um, the, the important ones. Yeah, the the, the fun ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, man, I don't know. I think that you, in 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 just talking about the song, you kind of hit like all the facts and all the things that I wanted to that I had questions about. <laughs> you just ha- you had them ready. You had them ready to go. Oh. I was like, no, that's totally okay. Oh, I did. <laughs> Because then I don't have to think about it. It's like, oh, what did I want to? Oh, yeah, yeah that thing. It's like, no, you mentioned you mentioned all this, the pills and cigarettes and uh, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, the the it it's well, this one. I'm sorry, you can go. Sorry, go ahead. You you. <laughs> yeah, oh, crap. You. Um, <laughs> yeah, the 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 shift into the uh, won't let the light escape from me. Won't let the darkness swallow me. It is 
just I, I think it's probably one of those stone bridges that kind of twists the song or something like that and and just shifts it into a into another gear for it before it goes back into the main riff and it is you know like ed saying rise before that and it's just kind of it's just all sort of building up and it's kind of like yes you know like ultimately you know if you want your life turned around you have to be the one to do it and you know ask for help if you need help because i mean <laughs> it's 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 uh if it's got to be the way that you got to do it then you know you gotta then then ask for help because just because other people don't need it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with needing help or anything like that and it is if if some if some moron can go out there and be if some if some horrible person can be happy in life, I think that if you're not horrible and you're <laughs> not doing good, you deserve it too. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, when I was listening to the to the some of the live songs um, or live versions, and I I listened to the to the one that he that they did this year in May down mm-hmm. in L.A. and and. Um, you know, I've been, I'd listened to that, um, listened to the live version of other concerts. And, and this one, I made sure to kind of hear the, his chatter before and, um, and then the, the lead up to it. And, um, cause that's redundant. <laughs> and, you know, they're just in the, in the mental play, space that this, where they are, you know, it's like listening to the song from this year or last year from 2022. It's just, you know, it's, 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 it's more comfortable, just it starts out comfortable and light and warm and, 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 and embracing. Um, and, you know, in his, in his um, preamble to the song, what did I just do? Is that me? Um, sorry. I don't know what that sound was. Oh, I didn't hear um, In the preamble to the song. No. Okay, good. Um, he, he says, um, you know, you want to shift, shift the focus to the kids right and mm-hmm. focus on the future and and it's like you know these songs they can be you know they can be about anything and i just you know and and i love how you know he's like the the kid the, he's been focusing in what ed's been saying to to the audience in 2022 is a lot about um you know and in his in his solo shows as well it's a lot about focusing on the next generation or the, 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 the kids that are coming up and, you know, that, you know, you guys have, you guys have the, you have the ability and you have the power to, to um, make change and take care of yourselves. And, you know, I'm, I'm just basic, um, basically excited to, to, you know, see what the kids are going to, you know, what this generation of kids are going to end up doing um, and, you know, believe in yourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Like just, believe believe in yourselves don't 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 doubt basically and and uh that's just you know it's 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 a very wonderful thing to hear you know it's like i don't know that fans normally talk about you know it's like understanding succession i guess you know it's like we're 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 only going to be doing this for a certain period of time there's going to be a point where we aren't doing this anymore and you know you guys you know 
you guys are coming up. So yeah, make it happen, kids. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's uh, and that's not to say it's kind of like okay, well, it's a kids' problem now, so gotta let them fix everything. It's like, well, no, because I mean, we gotta we gotta help them through and you know get get clear off the table so that they can eat too and not just say you know fight your way in you know you clean everything off because you know we're done or whatever but um yes i was uh i was i was talking to my wife <laughs> the other day and and we were talking about how my my daughter just turned eight and stuff and um she was saying it's like oh, i don't know like when i was eight like i was doing my own laundry and everything like that and you know our our daughter doesn't do that she'll like fold some cold clothes and put them away but she's not putting them in the washing machine and everything like that and I said yeah you know when I was eight I was watching my two younger brothers <laughs> and then she kind of looks at me like whoa that's I was like yeah because that's not right <laughs> that's <laughs> just because we mm -hmm. did the stuff when we were kids it's like yeah because we had bad parents <laughs> like we uh we like our parents like wanted more you know, if like I had young parents, so it's kind of like, well, like we still want to do stuff and we still want to go out and do everything. So, you know, ah, you're old enough to watch yourselves. There's there's nothing bad's going to happen or whatever. And you know, good, <laughs> good thing. Nothing bad ever happened. My brothers only started two fires. So that's <laughs> oh, no. a certain number of years. That's a pretty good. Uh, that's a pretty good average. So, oh. That was good, yeah. Yeah, I had a fire extinguisher. <laughs> Not bad. It was okay. Oh my god! But um, so you were the oldest of three boys. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's great. Yeah, so we hear more stories. <laughs> oh yeah, but um, like I, I I I read like somebody talking online, and they were saying kind of like yeah, you know, like we like Gen X and stuff like that sort of had a large portion of our childhood sort of like taken away. And so, you know, we want, we're wanting to give that back to our kids a little bit. And so like, we want our kids to be kids mm. and, you know, it's kind of like, no, 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 don't, you know, be obsessed with being online and everything like that all the time. Cause it's, that is like kind of <clears throat> what we were afraid of, you know, like our parents always told us, Oh, don't watch too much TV, but you know, we're going to be gone all day. So mm -hmm. you know, here, here's the TV and everything like that. And that's kind of like, Oh, you know, that's kind of, well, maybe TV isn't going to rot your brain, but uh, well, maybe it did because <laughs> we kind of want to watch screens, but the internet will. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> um, it's going like, yeah. You yeah. Know, I remember, our, I remember when email, Oh, go ahead. No, I was, uh, um, and so it's kind of like, yeah, you know, like maybe it's okay if our kids aren't playing, you know, until the sun goes down in the in the front yard, you know, at all hours of the night, and they can run around with their friends, going everywhere and stuff like that, because you know, maybe that's not what good parents do, and you should be able to keep an eye on them and know where they are, and and all that sort of stuff, and it has nothing to do mm, with right. you know kids these days being coddled it's because well yeah that's what you're supposed to do with kids because they're kids they're not little adults you know if you look at the at the crazy stuff you did when you were a kid do you want your kid doing the same things or you want them to uh it's like hmm, you know maybe it wasn't such a good idea when i was setting fires or you know 
doing all that other stuff. But that's how we learn proportionality, you know, <laughs> and responsibility, right? I guess. <laughs> yeah, like, I guess. Because <laughs> you knew, you quickly, if you didn't already know, you quickly knew where the fire extinguisher was and how to use it. And then how to figure out like, how much do I need to tell my parents? And, huh, I guess I have to tell them because this is probably visible. Oh. <laughs> and then you learn how to deliver bad news. Like, well, the good news is <laughs> we're all still alive. alive. <laughs> I didn't burn. Yeah. Didn't burn the house down. And, uh, the good news is that I'll clean it up and, uh, good news is I know how to use a fire extinguisher and, uh, but, uh, and, and I know, I know better now how to keep that from happening. Uh, let's see, maybe the fourth time, two or three times you said fire. So yeah, I guess that part took a little while to learn that part. <laughs> you were saying something about email or. Oh, uh, just, I just remember when, uh, I just remember having that thought when, you know, I was in grad school and one of my, one of my classmates was like, oh yeah, you know, you should get on this email thing. Like we can then, you know, communicate through the computer about, you know, about our, the projects we're working on. And it was like, ah, no, I don't want that. I don't want to be tied to a computer. You know, I already have to write my papers on the computer. I don't want to do that. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I don't remember when the internet came out, but I remember when the internet came out, it was like, no, I don't want to use that. <laughs> I will never get off of it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and it's just because, you know, the encyclopedia was one thing, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like the, the internet was like, you could ask anything on the internet. I mean, it was asked Jeeves at first. Jeeves wasn't real great, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, it's, uh, getting out there and playing in the front yard and, you know, getting some momentum and dancing to ska music <laughs> at the end of the song. It's not really ska. That'll, that'll, that'll cure your... <laughs> well, you know, how would you describe that it's, sound at the end of, of it, you know, that, 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 that kind of music that they threw in at the end there? It, it is. It does kind of have like a, sh a, a shuffle to it and a kind of upbeat or kind of playing on the upbeat a little bit but i don't think it's full mm -hmm. on all it's missing is the uh the trumpets and stuff to turn right. it into scar <laughs> you know it's a, well, it's a little sample yeah it's kind of it, it, it's 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 a little sample not not quite that far but i i can see how you can uh, uh it's 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 sort of in the in the same on this on and, and, and it's leaning that way but it's it's mm -hmm. far off <laughs> into the it's quite a door a drive yeah, so it's just a little mood there. it's a little mood they throw in yeah a little mood you know last night on my walk i was listening to the beastie boys and uh you know and, and the i hadn't listened to them in in ages and i forgot how much like i guess sampling it's called mm -hmm. and it was like oh my god all these songs like it just, I just, I, you know, it's like, I got to write down these songs that they're, that they're including these samples that they're including. Cause like, oh yeah, I got to listen to that. Those guys. Oh, I got to listen to those. It's like total. It's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of fun. I like it when there's, there's that, when these, 
it's enjoyable when these um, songs, these tunes kind of make external references, you know, and I know that that happens more in the, in the Pearl Jam concerts than actually in their, I mean, I, it doesn't happen very often in a, in a song, I guess, but, you know, definitely happens in the concerts and that's always a real treat. Mm-hmm. It's like, Ooh, what's this little tidbit? And how's that fit in? And this little, you know, it's a little like spice over here and change the flavor of the cake. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much all I have to say about the song. <laughs> we, we, we talked a lot, sort of just about everything, but it all sorts of, it all sort of, I think, uh, uh, connects to the song. And well, if it doesn't, uh, uh, this podcast is free. So you didn't, <laughs> you didn't lose out on anything, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, sorry, everybody. <laughs> it's okay. I'd say the, the song I think speaks for itself and it's, and it's good. And there's really, not too much more you can say about it besides just gushing about how how awesome it is it it is i think a song that is a little bit too of a mood like ed said one thing is not like the other so like i don't think that it would have fit that much on riot act do you well i think it definitely um is from the riot i mean I know for a fact now that it is from the Riot Act um, sessions, but I think it fits in with what they were going through at that time mm-hmm. in in creating those songs, you know, following 2000 and everything that they went through and where they were trying to get to. So it makes a lot of sense, but um, that it was created at that time. But I think that album, um, you know, one, I, tr- I trust the artist, you know, it's like the, you know, like it was saying, um, you know, and for me at this point, the way I regard an album is um, it's, it's a moment in time, you know, these, these, you know, the artist has created this music and they have all these pieces to choose from. And it's sort of, you know, the album is like their, their gallery opening basically mm-hmm. like for their, for their art, you know? And, and so this is what we're going to present. This is how we're going to bring these pieces out to the public. And and since it's a moment in time, there's also, I mean, there's, there's a certain amount of political stuff that they really wanted to touch on um, because that definitely um, changes uh, sometimes at lightning speed, um, but sometimes a little too slowly. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so they wanted, you, you could you know that they wanted to get, there were certain things that they wanted to, to, to touch on at this, you know, opening basically of an album, um, opening event of an album. and. Um, you know, I can, I can see that this song, it, you know, sounds a little different. Um, and it may be, you know, a little slightly, um, you know, might, might've just been too much of, of a certain kind of, of theme, a certain theme of, you know, cause there was a lot of heaviness that they were going through at that, at that time. Um, but it's definitely, you know, and I, and I trust them. I trust them. You know, it's like, this is what they wanted to present to us at that time. And the pieces that they didn't put on the album, you know, it's just, it's whether it, it, it should have been on or not, um, doesn't really matter. It's what they chose to give us mm-hmm. in that, in that format at that time. And then, you know, they found seems like, okay, well, here are these littles, you know, these little, these little pieces that didn't quite fit into this, that, or the other album and release them on the back side of a single or front side of a single or, or, um, you know, on the lost dogs. And, uh, 
I think, you know, I said this earlier, it's like, we, we, we need that feral cats guys. We just, we need <laughs> the next batch of littles that don't, that we haven't heard yet. Come on, you can do it. <laughs> so, or even like a short little album of, uh, of stuff, but yeah, you know, I, I, I trust them. I trust their decision. And, and, you know, some people might be like, yeah, that really needed. Cause I think it could have, the album could have been, you know, if they left out the politics, it could have been a purely emotional album. Um, but I think mm-hmm. it was important to have everything that they put on there. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely of the era. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Amy, thanks for talking. Real good. Uh, real good talk with you. Thanks for coming on. Likewise. Thanks for having me. This has been, uh, enjoyable and rewarding and it's nice getting to know you better. And thank you for, thank you for all of the work that you do to put this together for, for us um listeners this is oh yeah here comes the praise oh yeah yeah this is the important part for doing it yeah okay. <laughs> yep yep i'm great like how long would it take for her to get to this point <laughs> no see you set it up in the beginning and then it's it important. pays Thank off you. at the end that's you know that's closure that's mm-hmm. that's, that's a that's a that's a good bit <laughs> there you go